Don't chop the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. Hello and welcome to Bitecast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. Please take a seat and grab a drink as you are in for a treat. I am Brendan White, your head chef for this evening, and we found often raiding pantries or on the socials at Brendan 8-Bit. And my sous chef on this episode is a woman of many talents. She's a singer, streamer, content creator, and the sensei of all things sweet and spicy. You can find her on the socials and at Twitch over at Snacky Hand. Snacky, welcome to the kitchen. What's cooking? Oh, all of the spicy things, obviously. I'm very excited to uh, to talk food with you. I, I think we uh, we bond and connect on many tasty food-related levels, so I'm excited oh, to sort of get some understanding with some of the questions we're going to be tackling today. But, uh, yeah, what else is new? What else do you want to share with the listeners? What's been going on? Anything exciting? Anything you've eaten lately that uh, you wanted to shout out? The, the floor or the kitchen is yours to do as you see fit. What I've eaten lately? Ooh. I can't even remember what I did yesterday. You know, what did I, I feel like I had something good recently. What was it? I can't even remember. Oh my gosh. It was that good. It was that good that it just erased from my memory. Was that good you had to sign an NDA so you can't talk about it? Yeah, it's a kitchen secret, you know, can't talk about the ingredients. A couple more wines and it might slip out, but for now we'll uh, keep the the listeners. Trade secret. Yeah, wondering and and conspiring and and trying to uh, hypothesize what that delicious tasty meal was (laughs) and or is. But uh, yeah, we're here. We're doing another one-on-one episode of Bitecast. We're going to be talking all things delicious and delectable. We've got uh, four primary questions we're going to be tackling today. You've been vetted. You know the four primaries that we're going to be covering off. I sure do. So uh, you've had some time to to think it out and put some notes in and we'll, we'll be covering off them. But then in between question two and three we've got a section we like to call shoot from the hip which you have not been vetted or prepared with secret spice that's always secret spice yeah you need to shoot straight from the spicy hip when i throw those questions out you just gotta (laughs) you know look into your heart of hearts and just respond as you would don't give it too much thought just uh yeah be be honest be true but i'm uh, ready have you got any 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 questions comments concerns before maybe we jump into question number one here how spicy (laughs) Uh, the scale, like in Scovels, maybe maybe two million Scovels as far oh, as ready, the spicy level. I can it's... I can take the heat. <laughs> on, on that on that front, actually, I'll save that. I'll chuck that in the shoot from the hip later. But yeah, listeners, we'll we'll do our best to get this episode to you in thirty minutes or less, so it's free. But if not, you know what? It's going to be free regardless. So you have got nothing to worry about. <laughs> but snacky question number one: What food related item or dish would you compare yourself to, and why? So I thought about this. And obviously we all have different moods because, well, being a human. But I was thinking when I'm in my most upbeat mood, the only way to explain myself is coffee. That is me. That is me. Because, like, if you think about it, I am like coffee because if you're feeling flat or if you're feeling low, if I'm in my primed mood, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to boost you up. I'm going to be like, Hey, in your face, you know, I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to make you feel good and energized. At least I hope I do that for people. 
Yeah, I would say coffee, and coffee is life. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a pretty good description because yeah, any time that we've we've had discussions and interactions, for the most part, it feels like you are like a, a nice double shot espresso, just boom of, of emotion and energy. Yeah, and let's go. <laughs> it can light up a room. It can change a mood, and uh, yeah, sort of all the dull that's around you just disappears then and there. So, you are the human embodiment of coffee. You reckon? Yes, I sure I sure aspire to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I won't chuck it in shoot from here. I'll ask you now because we're talking coffee. What is your go-to coffee order? Okay. So now, because I have changed, mm-hmm. I right now, standing now, so I, I hate hot coffee. I think it's gross, disgusting. So right now I drink a quad shot oat milk iced latte with cinnamon. Holy guacamole. Mm, so quad I like it strong. Shot. Yeah. And you know what? I usually have it in a really small cup too because I don't like a lot of milk. So it's kind of unfortunate sometimes because then it's a little bit warm, even though I say I hate hot coffee. So if there's no ice around, well, you know, like, <laughs> when, <laughs> but when it's, you, it's fine. When you sip this, does it taste almost mm. like you're drinking lightning? Like quad shot, small yes, basically. cup. It's just... <laughs> It is most definitely the only way to get superpowers, you know, without like actually it. getting superpowers. That's for sure. We've, you know? we've, we've confirmed your origin story for the inevitable snacky, uh, you know, Marvel or DC, whoever buys the rights to this coffee. story eventually. Yeah, yep, it's definitely coffee. That one coffee was the thing that just ticked me into becoming a superhero. Yep. Some radioactive fly to make it maybe a bit more Australian flew into your quad shot one day <laughs> and you suck that down and poof, the superpowers were would develop then and there. But, uh, yeah, check that out soon in cinemas near you, listeners. All right. <laughs> Topic number two, what's your guilty pleasure? Or pleasures if you've got multiple. Feel free to uh, be as candid as you like. So what's your guilty pleasure? There is many for sure, but okay. I will be narrow with this, though. So. I'm a fiend for ice cream. I love mm-hmm. ice cream. My God. So... Cold rock ride. Like, I, I, I love myself some Uber Eats. I would be lying if I said that we didn't have quite a serious relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do. They even uh, repl- responded to me on Twitter one day and I was like, wow, isn't this something? <laughs> That's a very, you know, you know, it's serious when there's that public acknowledgement I on know. social media. When, you, when you're social media official, there's no turning back. It was pretty. It was a pretty special moment. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I was gonna be ignored, but you know. <laughs> so, so Cold Rock Ride. They have this cheeky thing where you can actually order a sample tub, right? So in this, and it's a decent price. It's cheaper than the take home tubs, but it's served in the same size tub that you get the take home tub in but you can choose six different ice cream flavor scoops so if you can't decide what flavor ice cream you want you can literally get six of them and well they can just eat them all god that, that's a sneaky little hack there listeners that's great like, I, I love me some cold rock um, it is as far as it. the the flavors you might mix in with some of those ice cream is there a couple of the things from the toppings that are your regular grabs oh so my my usual order if i'm not ordering mint ice cream because i i do love Ooh, mint yes. i've got to be in the mood for it though because their mint has like i don't know it's like kind of like pop rocks but they're chocolatey kind of ones if that makes sense it's like the texture of pop rocks this is so good but usually I get white chocolate, coconut, and caramel mud cake ice cream, and I mix flake and Mars bar into it. 
and sometimes Hello. depending how you know sweet there was some feeling so yeah that's that sounds like a flavor bomb right there mm, it's a bit naughty but the coconut is the thing that just really that aftertaste just makes it that little bit more fresh so it's not sickly yeah coconut really softens the palate when you're when you're eating things whether it be sweet or savory like it's it's a good little uh, little quencher you chuck that it in is. there and it just sort of lessens it's a little that versatile isn't it mm. Love me i'm a big coconut. fan yeah. You need to you need to reach out to uh, Cold Rock on the socials next and see if you can get that on the menu. Like have it called the Snacky, and that's that's the mix. That can they, you imagine that, that? Would oh that would be that'd be special. That would be special. It's a good time though. I tell everyone to get that mix. It's too good. It sounds good. I I don't know if there's a wherever the nearest Cold Rock is for me here, but I need to hunt that down and try that mix because that sounds delicious. It is very good. And if you, you can't order on Uber Eats, but if you can go to an actual store, if you get that in a thick shake, obviously minus oh. the mix-ins. Those three flavors are just oh an absolute taste bud party. My Very God, good. that is a party I need to go to right now. Right it is. now, it is so good. But you know we're professionals here. We're not going to end the podcast right now. We're going to keep <laughs> rocking and rolling. So have you got any other guilty pleasures you wanted to share with us here, Snacky? So the other the other guilty pleasures. I I love myself some veggie chips. Like mm-hmm. even the, the sweet and sour ones. I like. I start off. Um, I say to myself, okay, I'll only eat like half of it because you know they're a little healthier than normal chips but this this tragic thing happens oh i've eaten half of the packet and then i'll go to get just one more chip and then the rest of them are gone i don't know what happens and you know what the same thing happens when i have colored popcorn you know the ones that used to have a birthday party oh the colored pop that's something i haven't thought about in years i still buy it i love it like i i'm just a child deep down you know (laughs) i'm all about these birthday party foods and if i'm being completely honest for my 25th birthday this is going back three years almost but i had a second fifth birthday is what i called it because i wanted to have it 90 themed but with all child birthday party food snacks and honestly all of those snacks are so good and so nostalgic and to me they're way better than cheese boards and all this fancy adult stuff i'm like where's the fairy bread where's the colored popcorn you know i want all of that good stuff i love this more people need to embrace the uh the second fifth birthday i think that is a great idea it's good you know because everyone you just have a nostalgic you know and everyone loves nostalgia am i right it's got Mm -hmm. that little sweet part in your heart where you're like this is just comforting take me back like it feels good so food does that to you as well you know you eat certain foods and you feel like you're right back in the moment or you remember memories like that's the thing i love about food it really just ties everything together exactly it's just got this magical touchstone quality where you had that one bite and you you transport it back to when you're five or when you were overseas here or there or drunk you know whatever the situation there's always this great memory or story attached to it and it just follows you forever and yeah food's the best it is it really is but now I'm thinking about fifth year birthday party. Maybe I need to do that for this year. I'm going to bring it back and relive my childhood. Idea. I think it's a good idea. You know. Mm, see what I can do. See how see how lockdown and COVID and all that kind of nonsense is going. And uh, yeah, see what happens around July and chuck a chuck a party on, have a bit of fun. Yeah. Any other guilty pleasures you got for us, or should we uh, move on? I say that's all I'll share. okay keep the listeners uh on the hook for more at a later date all right so let's jump into this all right the brothers osborne there thanks for the drop but you we're not asking the questions later i'm gonna ask them right goddamn now this is shoot from the hip this is a series of randomized questions that you haven't been vetted on so uh i'm gonna throw them at you and you've just got to throw a response right back spicy all right the first question from shoot from the hip sweet or savory 
Sweet. I'm a sweet tooth, definitely. Okay. When it comes to it. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So I hear you're a bit of a fussy eater. Mm. Is there a couple of things that uh, just do not agree with your palate that you think are pretty normal food dishes that everyone out there usually loves? Like it's a universally loved dish, but you look at it and go, no, not for me. Get the hell out of here, you piece of crap. Meat. There's a lot of meats that are basically like that. So I have a thing. Like I, I stick to what's safe, you know, because it works. Like why, mm-hmm. why mess up the balance when you know what works for you? So when it comes to ham, like I am absolutely repulsed beyond measure of leg ham. <gasps> if what? I see, if I no, I'm serious. If I corn meat and leg ham are the bane of my existence. Like if I see those in person, I will start salivating in the worst way possible. You know, most people are like, oh, it's delicious. I'm just like, get me the hell out of here, or there's going to be a problem. So, so ham, I do eat ham, but I must tell you, I only eat and will only ever eat. Don's English breakfast ham, but I won't just pick any packet up from the shelf. I flip the packet open and I shake the ham down so it's not covered by the label and I must inspect it. (laughs) It can't have any white bits. It can't have any dark pink bits, no shredded texture bits and no clear bits. It must be just the straight pink and that's it. Because if I open it up and I start doing that, I will carve circles around it to make sure I can't eat that. Because if I start eating it and then something happens, you know, I, I don't want that drama. I just want to enjoy my food. You know what I mean? Like, so I just do it safe. But that that's a weird thing that I do. And um, yeah, that's in a nutshell anyway of my fussy uh, t- tendencies. You know, I'm not fussy, actually. No, I'm just particular. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Not not at all. I, I admire the <laughs> hell out of someone that sort of takes ham to that higher degree and has that kind of respect over such a magical meat. And uh, you know what? You know what you like, you know what you don't like. Admire that. People can go decades without understanding and drawing that line in the sand. And you're, not, you're here, you've got your set routine, you know that piece of ham you want, you know the coloration, you know the texture. <laughs> if it doesn't meet those uh, checkboxes, in the trash. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Seeing people's facial expressions when I explain this is quite gold. So it gives me even more pleasure. Oh, than it, was, it was the, the best hearing ham. about this. So <laughs> expanding on ham to the greater creature, uh, does that mean like, are you a bake fan of bacon? Do you like roast pork? Okay. I do not eat pork. Okay. Same as lamb. Won't touch lamb. No way. Yep. No, that's the, oh, my brain's just like, why? Um, Bacon. Yes. But it, I can only buy it myself and cook it. I won't buy bacon from a shop because I need to know that it's being cooked to my standards because if I get anything <laughs> that I'm like, no, 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 or if it's a weird cut. So if I see really thick bacon, that instantly I'm like, it's ham. And then I'm like, like no, Chunda, Chundaville, here we come. Chundaville. Um, and it's like, again, I don't want that drama. Um, I just want to enjoy my food. So I just buy, you know, the same brands. We're safe. The shortcut bacon's always good, you know, because you're getting what you really want, you know, and I kind of just do that thing where I carve around it. So, you know, don't want a drama. So, yeah. Uh, as, as like doubling back to the ham discussion, I admire the dedication to your craft and just, yeah. you know, what you want. And uh, you can differentiate between a good bit of bacon and trash. So uh, yes, it's, it's good. fun. And you know what? At least I'm not going to have all that audio clogger stuff, you know. That's true. I'll, I'll take all of that. I'll, I'll take all the bacon off cuts that you cut around. Just throw me all the scraps like I'm the, the mangy dog at the end of the table. You just chuck it on the floor for me and I'll uh, happily cook that up and, and live a good life. Not a long life, but a good one. All right. The, the next question, this is a, a, a topic very near and dear to both our hearts. What do you think is the best type of donut? I've had a change of heart. Okay. 
Okay. So I, I was very solemnly strict. And when I would say this, I'd say it with pride. I was like, the best kind of donut that I enjoy is a Krispy Kreme because I like my donuts to be light and fluffy and to melt in my mouth. But recently I've experienced a whole new world of donuts, you see. Okay. So I used to hate dense donuts. I used to not like the ones that were really thick and heavy in your mouth because I'm not a real big bread lover. Like it's my my relationship with bread is complicated, you know, like. Mm. Similar I'm, level I'm, to I'm ham, picky. you'd say? Well, a little bit because like, for instance, you know, like finger buns and stuff like that. Ugh, mm-hmm. Why would you eat that? Or like I just to me or like a, a hot cross bun, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, ugh, like it's so doughy and like ugh. I like scones. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about scones. Okay, they're cool. light and fluffy. Like, but like finger buns and all that. I'm like ugh, bread. So when I would eat dense donuts that are like that, I'm like, yuck. like, you know, and half the time they look real pretty. And then you eat them and you're like, what is this gypsy magic? Like, I don't like this. So <laughs> cast it aside. But. I was walking through a shopping center and the glow from Brooklyn Donuts caught my eye. So Brooklyn I Donuts up, is great. I walked great, up there great, and I was great. like, let me just, do I? I didn't do it the first time, not the second time or the third. But one day I was like, you know what? I think we should just do it and just try something new. So I was like, I'm going to try it because they had the Biscoff flavored donut. And I was like... Oh, she loves Biscoff, so this could be a thing. It could be an enjoyable thing. And you'd hate to miss out on something good, right? Exactly. So I got one and I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of addicted to Brooklyn Donuts now. And dare I say, I like them more than Krispy Kremes now. And I never would have thought I'd ever say something like that. But I do. Like, I love them so much. They're really good. They're a red velvet one because the cream cheese icing. The red velvet's great. The lemon meringue one is really good as well. And I haven't had that They're one They're my yet. three favorites. I love that the Homer one too because it's got that same like truffle icing and it's just like, ugh, it's yeah. not just fondant. That's like sickly nasty fondant. It's like this is indulging. Like, mm, yeah, pink, pink really glaze good. will forever own my heart for donuts. But I'm with you. Like, um, yeah, they're very good. Even though they're like they are dense, they're just this. They're just the dough is just like you know what you just if you've never tried them, go to Brooklyn Donuts and go get yourself a good experience. You will not regret it. It is so good. Yeah, and they, they do good coffee too. So you can follow that up with a with a coffee with your donut if you like. And it's you exactly. know it just goes together hand in glove. But um they do they're that perfect middle ground. Like, you know when there was that big sort of hype train for donuts where it was like, here's one with a syringe and seventeen chocolate bars on it. And it was I know six the kind tall. you're talking about, and they were the people that disappointed me because everyone yeah. was hyping about them. And you know, when you wait a while when people are hyping something and all you hear is like, rave, 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 you're like, all right. So your expectations are just like, I'm ready to have my life changed here. And then you're like, oh, that was yeah. like, that was like that for me. And then I was, I was like, the no. same. It's too much. Like I'm, yeah. I'm big on anything. Like if I buy whatever item, donut, burger, item X, Y, if I can't bite from top to bottom in that one bite and get all that flavor at once, I don't want to know about it. I don't want something yeah. like six foot and I've got to dislocate my jaw or Yeah, because it it's awkward. You put more on your face than you do in your mouth. And it's like, what is this? Don't make yeah. me get a knife and fork. Please don't make me that person. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these guys are Brooklyn Donuts is the happy medium between the big, crazy, obnoxious donut and then the standard OG. It sits in the middle and it does yeah. it really, really well. Like the decadent kings, that's for sure. The decadent kings. I like that. Okay. Next question. Which fast food outlet do you believe makes the best chicken nuggets? Oh, this is tough. It's a, you know what? I think I'm confident. I think it is KFC. 
I, a lot of people disagree with me, but I've of recent times, I don't know, Macca's nuggets, I feel have changed a lot and I've had a couple funky experiences with them. So I've really been put off them, but KFC consistently delicious. And I love that you can change it up. Like if you want, you can put it, the nuggets in, in the gravy. Cause that's really good. And you Ooh, can put it on yeah. a cheeky little bread roll too. Cause I like those things. They're good. Like, with a little bit of potato and gravy on the bread roll, have some nugs on it, or just your good old sweet and sour. We, like we've it, just become just best works. friends. I love them. Yeah, you're you're one of the only people I've ever met that's actually talked about the little nugget sliders. I do that religiously where I'll get the buns and the, so the nugget and open the bun up, slam it in there, dip it in the gravy and yeah. just have little little nuggy burgers and it's a good time. It is a good time. You've got to try it, like for sure. You really do. One and yeah, otherwise things. you get sweet and sour sauce. The, the good, perfect yep. staple accompaniment. It is. And you've got to have the right sweet and sour sauce, you know, because there's so many different variations of it. But theirs just is a perfect matrimony. Really Ooh, done yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so KFC, good. king of the nuggets. King of the yep, nuggets. Yep, definitely. All right, the next shoot from the question. What's your favorite flavor of chips or crisps, if we want to go with the English terminology for the listeners? What's your favorite chips? I don't eat chips a lot, but if I if I'm absolutely craving, it's always cheese and onion. Oh, the Smith's and you cheese know and what? onion. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the the crinkle cut chips. They're good. But you know what? I don't know if you remember this, but I bring this up a lot with people like thinking about all the foods that have been discontinued and mm-hmm. I'm still my heart's broken cuz that's the worst thing when they discontinue food because you have that hankering, but you know you're never going to get it again and it's like why? But Tasty Jack's chips. Do you remember those? Tasty Jack's was so good. Yes, the Arnott's ones. There's literally a petition to get them back. The, the Arnott's ones. They were so good. Just the original flavor chips. Like they were just incredible. But yeah, if obviously I can't get those, but cheese and onion would have to be the top flavor that I always go for. Yeah, I, I always seem to have a packet of cheese and onion Smith chippies in the cupboard. I got like a snack shelf, like that just. Oh, I know, love that. Yeah. Gets, gets added to and removed from. Here and there, you know, you gotta yeah, gotta yeah. look after yourself, gotta treat yourself. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy your life. Yeah, cheese and onion smith chips. I, I mm. agree. All right. So the last question in shoot from here, but it's gonna be a two-parter. The first is what's your favorite fast food chain? And we're talking anything that's national or international. We don't wanna yeah. sort of narrow it down to the local um takeaway corner store. We want something that listeners go, yes, I can agree because I've had it or it's accessible to mm-hmm. me. And then the second part of the question is what's your go-to order? from said fast food chain? Okay, so truth be told, I haven't had a lot of like international type foods. Like, you know how, even though there's Taco Bell and all of that, like, in it, do we have In-N-Out here? I don't even know. I Not think yet. Another, We've had an, pop-ups another, a few times. It's another burger shop that they've got. I can't remember what it is. That Carl's Jr. I haven't had that, but I haven't actually tried because I'd rather experience it in their native place. You know what Good I mean? Because I feel like it's never going to be the same. Um, so I haven't tried a lot of this different foods but honestly right now especially my favorite thing is schnitz oh yes this is so good are so good with the kettle gravy too and you're just dipping it in that gravy yes and like the the salt that they use and there's just this the skins and the potatoes and i always get the wrap so i always get the i think it's called the classic just a classic wrap so it's got like cheese lettuce and the mayo and yeah the mayo on it um, and I think that's it. And I always get the, the cheese and herb crumb. Like it's not over the top decadent crazy, but it's just the, the chicken in it is so good. And just, mm, I love it so much. Like I could eat that every day of my life, honestly. 
Schnitzel so is super underrated. And I, I love is. that you can mix and match the type of meat and then the crumb. Yeah, and the crumb. Like if you don't feel like that, you can choose something else and you, you can have it on a burger or whatnot. Like there's so many different ways and that's what I love. Like it's so good. I so love yeah, that would be my favorite. They've brought back the chip buddy, which is, yeah, your chicken schnitzel with chips and gravy on top yeah, of on a so bun or in a wrap. And it's so tasty. But just watch out, listeners, if you go the corn crumb, it's really strongly flavored. And it overpowers most of the others. I tried it once and I was like, oh, this is this is a bit much. I've been curious. I'm glad because I don't like things that are over overly corny. Uh-huh, pun intended. <laughs> but <it's- laughs> I don't like, you know, because it has that lingering taste, you know. Yeah. So, I'm so glad. just just Stick watch the, the corn seasoning. Herb. Yeah. yeah. Cheese and herb's great. Mm. But yeah, Schnitz, good call. That's yeah. a fantastic call. That's the Love first it. for us here. Mm. But hopefully not the last, because it is legit. All right. So good. That brings us to the end of. Let's jump into question number three. What are your weird food habits, Snacky? All right. So I got a few of these ones. So, so I, my mum's Ukrainian, right? So I've adapted this one particularly from her. So, you know, living in the generation that she lived in and, you know, they did what they could with what they had. Mm -hmm. Um, My mum always used a lot of butter with things that she would cook with. So it's kind of funny because crumpets. So for for instance, I will say I only ever, like I'm really weird with crust. As I said, I'm weird with bread. Um, So I'm weird with crust. And I, I say this to people all the time. I don't like crumpet crust and Yes, there is crust on crumpets. The crust means the edge of something, am I right? Like, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what it is, if it's a cake or if it's bread, it's crust. If it's the edge. I'd almost, with a crumpet, consider the bottom the crust too, to be honest. Well, technically it is, yeah. yeah. But the, the, the edge of it is more of the harder bit. Um, but it wasn't until really recently that I actually realised that crumpets were meant to be cooked in a toaster. <gasps> You've been eating crumpets fresh all this no. time? Even better. And this is something I encourage everyone listening to do because this will change your life. If you feel like having the extra effort, which is worth the effort, get a crumpet, butter it, and put it on a frying pan. So you fry it whole side down until it's quite like that crispy golden, like the way how dark you, you know, kind of like it, you know, how dark you like your toast and all of that kind of stuff. But you do it until it's like crunchy looking and then you flip it over and then just do it lightly. So when you do that, when you cook it with the butter, it actually makes it melt when you eat it. So I have it with honey or strawberry jams, usually what I have it with. But honestly, it is different because when you have it in a toaster, it goes crispy and it's still really rubbery but the cooking method of that just makes it so good and that's another reason why I cut the crust off it before I cook it because it's literally just this melting crumpet and it it is like a completely different food when you have it like that so honestly try it try it have it with jam have it with whatever topping you like but that's the way I recommend to eat a crumpet that's that's blown my mind I've never once thought about tossing a crumpet in a in a pan and sort of frying up that way think of that it's it's I'm so glad that my mom did that because I you you wouldn't think of something like that, but it is life changing. Yeah, thanks, Mama Snacky, for giving us this yeah. little food hack. I think uh I need to get some crumpets this weekend and give I this a spin. I think so. I think so for sure. I need to just throw away my toaster. I don't need that anymore. I'm yeah, just well, uh frying all my bread. Know? Yeah, exactly. And it's you know, fried bread is actually so good when you put it butter really on is. both sides and you just fry that, like oof. It's yeah. good. 
Yeah, it's uh, French toast. Just just lazy man French toast. Don't need yep. to worry about the egg and the milk. Just a yep. uh, bit of butter. No, chuck in that pan. Just the butter on there. A little bit of salt. Oh, oh my God. I'm getting so hungry. So good. <laughs> Any other uh, weird food habits you got for us? So I, I I love carbs. You know, call me carby if you may. Um, <laughs> no worries, carby. Like like making making mashed potato, it's a little bit tedious. I'm not gonna lie. So I like to really maximize the effort of having to peel those potatoes, boiling them, mashing them. You mm-hmm. know, adding your your butter, your milk, and your salt. Yes, I put butter in it too because yum. And when you have leftover mashed potato, if you're really feeling carby. Get, like you can put it in the fridge. It's good when it's refrigerated because it's more firm. So get it in the fridge, get some bread and put a thick coating of mashed potato on it, slap some cheese on there and put it in a toasted sandwich maker and have yourself a mashed potato and melted cheese toasty. It is incredible. That's a great little hack. Like uh, I was expecting you to say, just just toss that leftover mashed potato in a fry pan and fry that up or two. I but, mean, you um, could. Speaking of that, so my dad was the one that made those um, those toasted sandwiches. He he was very resourceful when it came to like leftover food because you know same generation except he had a little bit more like spice going on in his kitchen growing up. <laughs> but he was very resourceful like when it came to using what he had in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like incredible when it come to making omelets. So my dad would always slap things with like in omelets. And one day he did that. He put mashed potato in an omelet and it was so good because it went so like, it's so hard to explain the texture of it, but it's just delicious. Like it makes it like It almost light, like make lighter. it like a real fluffy hash. Yeah, fluffy. It, it does. It does when you make, mix the egg, like the eggs in there. And if, if oyster sauce is life-changing when you make omelets as well, like I have my own fried rice recipe that I make and I always put oyster sauce within the the egg that you use because it has that real nice salty edge to it and that nice flavor but honestly adding mashed potato to omelets as well is a really another good way to like stretch that too that's great two two things yeah i'm going to request politely that fried rice recipe because i want to learn how to make fried rice because fried rice is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite things to eat in the entire universe yes and secondly i don't know if i've told you this before but i hate mashed potato Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. But, but is is it the texture of it? Like, what is it that you don't it's like te- about it's the it? Texture. It's the texture. Like, I'll eat yeah. potato any other way, but mash. Mash is a no. No, I tr- and I keep trying it. Like, I keep going back, and yeah. like, I've had so many. Oh, my mum makes the best mash in the world, or I've been to restaurants and tried their world famous mashes, and it's just like, yeah, cool, man. This sucks. Yeah, no, that's you know what, that's fair, and I respect that. I respect that. There's Thank plenty you. of other ways to have potato, so that's the good thing. You're not missing out. Yeah, maybe I need to try it in a toasty though. That sounds in a toasty. Intriguing. I know, and you. I mean, you could get real creative with it too. You could slap some of your favorite meats in there and stuff like that. You could go full ball. Like, yeah, I can grab that leftover bacon you cut off, toss that in there yeah, with yeah, some mash. Exactly. Just maybe go get it gravy. down. And let's be real, cheese makes everything better too. It just, it, it just, oh, cheese is literally just why it's the cherry on the savory sundae. It really is. <laughs> That's true. That's very Am I true. Right? Like salt bay that cheese everywhere on everything. Let's go. <laughs> just a, a bag of mozzarella, just salt baying it down the arm. Yeah, for sure. Throw a little parmesan on there, cheeky. <laughs> nice, nice. Have you got any other weird food habits you wanted to share, or shall we jump into the final question of the episode? So with um. With the way I cook two-minute noodles, right, this is another one. Okay. So two-minute noodles don't have to be so basic. If you want to really spice things up, you can get – you don't have to add the onion or the tomato, but 
red onion, dice it up and cook the noodles on the stove. Same thing with the tomato, but I peel the tomato and then dice it. I know that's weird, but then the skin comes off and you're like, ill tomato skin, weird. But when you put, and you got to have chicken flavored noodles, but you put, you can put chili in it if you want, put a, a nice serving of butter in it. <laughs> when you cook it on the stove, chuck the chicken in there, put paprika, cumin, um, turmeric and minced garlic. If you cook that and like have it boiling for a little while to like have the, what is that thing called when it like, it boils down a little bit. So oh, there's like a it, word for it. Simmers. Yeah, like I can't think of the correct word, um, but like it like it, it reduces when it reduces. Oh, it, that's the word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you do that, it turns into like this delicious soup, and the flavor of all of those is just like this two-minute noodle, five-course delicious meal. Like so good. God, so that's you are, another you are thing. Opening my eyes I up recommend to so doing many that. Like two-minute noodles don't have to be this boring thing. And I also recently learned that two-minute noodles, you're meant to cook the noodles and then add the flavor. I didn't know that. So I don't know how, do you, how do you make two minute noodles? Do you drain the water out and then add the flavor? Cause I didn't know that's what you're meant to do. I, I only discovered that a bit later in life growing up as a kiddo when we you know grew up, grew up a bit poor as well and things like yeah. that. So there'd be nights where we'd have the Maggi two minute noodles or yep. the, the Sui Min cup noodles if we were feeling yep. very fancy. Yes. And yeah, my mum would toss the flavor sachet in, in with the water. And because yeah. I don't like I don't want my noodles swimming around in water when it's done. She obviously drain too. the water. Yeah. And, and it then I be just have flavored. like like tiny flavored noodles, you know. I get yes. a little bit of the chicken or the oriental and that's it. That's exactly yeah, that's exactly it's weird. Maybe they just skipped it, or maybe they've only recently added that in. I don't know. Cause man, I swear that's news. Like <laughs> I, I do my meagerings afterwards though. Like I'll drain my meagering noodles and then toss all the flavor in yes. and throw it oh, through. Meagerine are so good. Big fan. Big mm. fan. All right, so no more weird food habits. Shall we jump into the last question? I have one more. Oh, yes, let's go. This is a sweet one. So, you know the noodles that you make chocolate spiders with? Oh, yeah. You know those yep. little, those Asian noodles? They're supposed to be for salads and whatnot, but you can put them. So, those with vanilla ice cream mixed in are so good. You just have plain Jane vanilla ice cream and chuck those those um, noodles in there, the Asian fried noodles that you put in salads, so good because then they're obviously not like overly savory or salty, but they complement so well with the ice cream and you've got that really nice crunchy texture as well with it. So if you're feeling like, you know, if you don't have nuts around or whatever, you've like nuts in your ice cream or whatever it is that you like, have some noodles, like so good. Yeah. We are learning so many things today on this episode. Like there's so many, like I consider myself a very well-traveled foodie but there are some things you're throwing at me today where i'm like how have i never thought of this or how have i never tried this right you're always gonna learn something this is great this is great um (laughs) i'm i'm gonna be eating myself into a coma this weekend with all these things (laughs) i'm gonna try but uh it's gonna be a weekend well spent but uh bring us to the last question and that is what's your favorite food or dish so if we were at a table right now and you're looking down and on the plate in front of you is you know, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's your favorite thing, your comfort food, however you want to interpret it. What is your favorite food or dish that's looking back at you saying, eat me? It's going to be, and this is because I don't get to have it that often. But as I said, I am Ukrainian. Um, So my mum and my nanny used to make these things called perohe. So Mm -hmm. if you Google them, they're called pierogi, but obviously different like parts of Europe, they're called different. 
that is the one thing that I always crave because I know I can't just go to the shops and buy them or whatever. Like, and to make them, it takes a very long time. So I was fortunate enough to get them um, around Christmas time when my sister came up because we all made them in the kitchen together. And it was nice. so sweet because it was the first time as an adult, you know, getting to make them and teaching my niece as well. Um, so these have different variations depending which part of Europe you're from. But the way that my mum and my nana used to make them because <clears throat> they'd make them with what they had, they would just use plain mashed potato with no butter and milk or anything like that. It was literally just mashed potato with sauerkraut and caramelized onion. Like they would, oh, sorry, diced onion. They would dice it and all cook it in a pan together, mm-hmm. which also mashed potato and onion, really good together. Um so they do that and then they you get um, dough and you kind of flatten it out and roll it. It looks like a dumpling, just a really like chunky, bigger kind of dumpling, a little bit smaller than what like a, a like a pasty kind of looks like. Okay. like the, yep. Yeah, kind of like that. And you you boil them first and then you can have them boiled or you can fry them in a fry pan and add salt. And the the like the soury kind of tang of the sauerkraut with the mashed potato and the saltiness and the it's just so good like nothing hits it's just they're really really good. They so, sound yeah. fantastic. And do you just sort of eat them on their own, or is there like a, a condiment you dip, dip it into, no, or you just sort of eat them? It is an, It is like it is good enough as it is, and it's kind of like my nephew started eating it with tomato sauce, and my sister was like, <gasps> "Blasphemy!" <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You know what I mean? You don't mess with the tradition, but like I personally like it by itself because there's so much flavor going on between the onion and the sauerkraut and the salt on the outside, and like. Even though it's very basic, it, it's a lot still at the same time because you've got that real crunchy texture from it being fried and then like the soft insides so really, really good. But yeah, that's definitely going to be my favorite dish. Yeah. yeah, they they sound fantastic. I can hear the listeners just all salivating around the globe right now, mm. thinking about this journey you've taken us on as far as favorite foods and guilty pleasures and, and all you these can't little hacks. Find them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's it's something you don't see like at, at a shop front. Like there's no. there's not too many Ukrainian based restaurants around. Like there'd be a no. few, no doubt. There'd be very yeah, few and far between, somewhere. which is a shame. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's a new business venture. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But God, I am hungry. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the official end of I guess the uh, proceedings here for this one on one episode of Bitecast. Snacky, is there anything you wanted to shout out or? Uh, direct the listeners to where they can find you doing many, many things as I mentioned in the opening lines there? Look, I would just say all of my socials. I do do cooking streams as well. That is something that I do on Twitch. I live stream in my kitchen where I'm cooking things. Things can get a little bit funny. I do baking streams. So, you know, a lot of the times I'm doing things I've never done before. So, um, you know, there's a lot of failing happening, but it's uh, it's for a good cause. You know what I mean? It's good luck. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And that's at uh, twitch.tv forward slash snackyhand, which you can also be found, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just chuck that in the search engine. You'll find all the goodness and greatness that uh, you're getting up to on the reg. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of Bytecast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Helps keep us cracking in the charts. Helps keep us you know, relevant and uh, helps keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. Takes no time, costs no money, and it means the world to us. So if you can do that, please and thank you. If you want to check out some tasty merch, you can head over to our official store at shop8bit.net. You can find myself or Brendan 8-Bit on the socials. You can find 8-Bit as a whole at We Are 8-Bit. And as I mentioned, you can find Snacky at Snacky Han on them socials. But closing out this fantastic episode is an ad you might remember from the late 90s and early 2000s from those legends over at YoPlay. The kitchen is now closed, so please settle your tab, tip your waiter, and be safe. Much love and stay hungry.
Did you know Putty Miam is a nutritious dairy food from Yuplay? No, monsieur, I didn't know that Putty Miam is a nutritious dairy food from Yuplay. Did you know that Putty Miam is high in protein and calcium? No, monsieur, I didn't know that Putty Miam is high in protein and in calcium. Well then, Marin, why do you eat Putty Miam? Did you know that Putty Miam is French for yummy, monsieur? Putty Miam, it's French for yum. Thank <laughs> you.